the following pendant Hello folks, welcome to the commentary track for The Kingery, Season 5, Episode 4. This is Jeffrey Bridges. I directed this episode to help Christopher out for a little bit. And with me is the writer, first-time Kingery writer, Jared Page. Welcome, Jared. Thanks, Jeffrey. Yeah, this is exciting. And a little bit of a role reversal for you and I. It is, as we discussed the first time we recorded this, but it didn't record. But So if it seems a little stiff, you'll know why. We're kind of repeating ourselves. But uh, for you folks who, uh, you know, may listen to more offended, of course, I am the longtime writer on Superman, Jared, the longtime director over there. So this episode was uh, uh, sort of a chance for us to flip things around a bit. Yes. And karma, karma is a bitch, and paid it me is. back in in spades. So. It is, and I didn't. When I wrote this episode, I had no idea that I'd be getting some some payback for some of those <laughs> crazy ass gladiator world world fight scenes. But yeah, but I did. Yes, unintentionally, you did. I did. And when I say payback, I love mixing those, but they are very challenging. Yeah. So this is the um, the uh, previously here. This was put together by uh, Christopher Stoddard, the normal Kingery director. He also did the end credits and added the music to the episode. And uh, I did all of the individual scenes. Uh, so, yeah, there you go. Just yeah. helping him out a little bit, trying to get the show a little bit more caught back up. It happens to the best of us. It does. And here we, we have... Uh, James Rossi making a return appearance as Proc, your uh, your first script, your very first character that speaks, and you bring back somebody that died in the first season. Yes, bringing back Proc. I love Proc, and uh, I do too. Yeah, he's a great character. And then when when I was uh, given this script, you know the way it works on the Kingry Rider staff is we all uh, throw our ideas out there and say, "I'd like to write this episode. I'd like to write this episode," and then. And then Jeffrey makes the determination of mm-hmm. who writes who, which, which, who writes which episode. And when I got this one, I would, I just, uh, it just came to me right away that oh, I'm bringing Proc back. And um, you know, the the story talked about having Tithia kind of bugged because she's feeling like uh, Hooks is trying to become her dad, or or having you know, she's having some of those issues with the relationship with Mom and Hooks, mm-hmm. um, Debbie and Hooks, and so. I just thought, ooh, I'm totally bringing Proc's voice back. And so we hear Tithia, played by... Uh, Catherine Pride. Uh, Catherine Pride. Gosh, I, 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 I was stumbling because <laughs> I was saying Kristen Bays, and I was like, not her. Daddy? Her first, you know. Anyway, so the other uh, the other half of Cat, Cat and Chris. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so I thought, oh, this is a great opportunity for Tithia to be waking up and actually thinking that Proc's out there, and then she'll come out. She'll come out and realize, oh, it's Hooks. Yes, Hooks, Perry Whittle, and uh, Debbie, who will come in in just a moment, played by Shane Nolan. Yes, and you know the Hooks explains here, or or Tiffany explains to Hooks, or mentions that you know this is yeah something that Proc used to do. So you can see why Tiffany is. Mind went there when she smelled bacon cooking and breakfast and all right. that stuff. And Cat uh, gave me a lot of really good uh, yawns and, and uh, sort of waking up sleepy noises. And there were so many of them that I could kind of string them together over uh, the songs. You could kind of hear it wake her up over time, uh, which was good because the song was kind of long. And 
I didn't want to cut it, but I didn't want to use all of it, leave nothing over it, because it seemed like it went a little too long for that. So she gave just enough that I could sort of space it out and have it gradually wake her up as it sort of slowly fades back over to Hooks' voice. Yeah, but that sounded, sounded great. And I wasn't sure how that would go, as because I... Uh, the song was was kind of obscure. I was, and the reason being, I wanted it to be a a, a royalty free song, yes. something that wasn't going to have any copyright problems for us. And uh, I wasn't sure how um, if both Perry and James would be able to track the song down and get the tune down. And you know, as we know from we did the the musical episode of Superman. Yes. Um, you That's know, a trick and a half. It's, it's a little bit trick to when two people are uh, singing together or or even it kind of reminds me of the Superman episode where we had Dr. Adana and past Kara and future Kara going back and forth and mm. uh, two people delivering the same lines but sometimes at a different pace and all that. But right. It seemed to have worked though. Well, that's good. And for folks who uh, listen to the Kingery but don't listen to Superman, they're totally baffled now. So <laughs> you'll just have to listen to the show to find out what we're talking about. Spread the pendant love around, right? I feel like we should take grace or something. Jesus, that works for me. That made me laugh. It's a good line. It's funny when you write things and it's like. You know, it just kind of comes out and then makes yourself, you you know, kind of laugh at your own jokes, I guess. But it's it was really because it, I was writing for Debbie and it just seemed like something she would say. Thank you. And uh, I also want to throw out here that Perry gave a lot of really good uh, munching, crunching noises as he was recording. And I, I don't know if he was actually eating bacon, but it kind of sounded like it. He sounded really happy. So. Sounds like he's eating something. That's I guess was he, it was bacon, if it was making him that happy. So. Yeah. Well, if Perry needed an excuse to eat bacon, I'm glad that we provided it for him. Who needs an excuse to eat bacon? I really don't, but, you know, if it's like, 10 o'clock at night and you're cooking bacon and the wife says why are you making bacon you'd say well because I gotta bacon. do some acting <laughs> some voice acting yes well it, even if Perry was uh, you know uh, doing method fully I was not for the <laughs> we should cover this the, really the, the yeah, hand was, job noises yes uh, well why don't you talk about the sound effects and I'll talk about how that idea originated yeah uh, alright so because, you know, Jeffrey has... You can't uh, find hand jobs. ...over the years with sound effects that <laughs> I've had to find and, and go back and, you know, and try to track down. But this one... Yeah, there's, uh, no, there's no tracking it down. It was, you know, there's nothing out there you're going to find that you could use that sounded like a bacon and grease hand job. Did you Google great so, bacon grease hand job? Did you? I, you know what? I didn't. <laughs> um, it might but, take it offended. It uh, will now. I, <laughs> uh, new search terms coming up into it. <laughs> but no, that was just me um, pulling on my cheek at different speeds to try to match, you know, Debbie's intensity. I don't know. That was the best I could come up with. So. <laughs> um, I thought it, it actually sounded like it worked a little too well. But yeah, that, that's what that sound effect is. It's just me doing that. So. It's just my cheek. It's nothing dirty. I don't know what you folks were thinking. Yeah. Um, I think it's sounding great. 
Cheek is going. I should give credit where credit is due for this, though. Originally, I had written a Debbie was using her mouth and not her hand in this situation. And as one of the one of the members of the writing staff who will remain nameless. Um, but I'll give you a hand. He plays the star of the show, who is not in this episode, by the way. But uh, that particular writer suggested, made the comment that, you know, bacon grease is kind of slippery. And kind of put my mind in that direction, and so... I think you're just passing the buck there. That's well, like, <laughs> it, I think it... I think it Pete's mind went there first, but I was, I was very happy with the idea, and so, um, you know... And yet, and thus the bacon grease hand job was born. It was. And as I mentioned in the previous commentary, which you guys didn't hear, but it was great. Uh, but yeah, that one was uh, awesome. You should have heard that. This one sucks, <laughs> but the last one was great. That was great. As I mentioned in, in that last commentary, the previous commentary, uh, uh, this this particular episode was kind of blowjob heavy, anyway. As we'll find out in this scene here. Yes, my favorite so scene of the episode. Uh, up with, uh, due to the brilliant performance of Renee Christine Jones' Socks. And uh, we have the newcomer, uh, Brian Reed, as Zeph, brand new character. Zeph. Yes, and uh, later Alicia Lane Matheson comes in as Maddie. And we have Bruce Busby, Colin Kelly, and Chris Britton as the Johns, who also completely crack me up. Yeah, I, as, I really had a lot of fun writing this. This scene here, particularly, and uh, it was really funny on paper to me, and so it was really awesome to hear the the to hear the actors bring it to fruition and have it mixed all together and um, and have it be funnier than actually was in my head. So that that was great. There was a lot of good uh, ad libs all around from Renee and from Brian and even from you know uh, Chris Britton as one of the Johns. So there was a lot of uh, really good in character ad libs tossed in, and and I will say also the. Uh, Sound effects you hear in the background in this scene were a lot more fun to find than the ones from the previous scene. So, what did you Google to find those? Uh, that is classified, <laughs> sir. I, okay. But I can't tell you. Okay. Uh, and I should mention that actually, this not only did I bring Proc back uh, in my first episode, but I created a new character. Yes. As Zeph is now a uh, employee of Shenanigans. Um. And it really was kind of by necessity because we needed somebody to kind of play off Socks now that Socks is um, really running the show there with yeah. Debbie preoccupied with what's the drama with going on with the boss right. being out of action and the duties she's had to take on there. So it really was just like one of those things like I need someone for Socks to talk to. Yeah. And we used to have a uh, another receptionist at the at the kingery, or excuse me, at the shenanigans, uh, or uh, you know, someone who kind of uh, greeted the guests and those sorts of things. And he was shot and killed, I believe, at some point. I don't remember. Wasn't he shot? No, he just did. Uh, somebody killed him. He got killed in in something because there was. Well, that no. sounds like the kingery, all right. Yeah. So I thought we need somebody else there just for her to talk to. And so Zeph just kind of. Actually, I, when I started writing Zeph, uh, it was actually I starting writing him as another woman, and just the dialogue just kind of came like, no, this is better if this is a, a man and have you know that dynamic there, mm-hmm. and so Zeph was born that way. But um, 
And I should say, uh, Brian Reed, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brian Reed, who plays the role of Zeph. Awesome job. I hadn't heard Zeph or who it was, you know, other than the voice in my head um, until today when I heard the episode. And although I did listen to Twip this last weekend and heard Brian Reed interviewed and talk about being Zeph, and I really just could not hear his voice as Zeph. I just could because Brian's this is he has a much different voice than yeah. he has for Zeph. And I was like, man, he must be one hell of an actor because I I can't see Zeph, you know, him being Zeph and. Man, it is. It's a it sounds like a totally different person. Yeah, he was nice really guy. worried about uh, how they were going to come out, and he kept, you know, offering to redo them all and to let him know if he wanted any changes or anything. And uh, but I just I was blown away by his takes. I really really loved him, and he really got got into it and he brought a lot this really great energy to it and stuff. And so I yeah I really like his performance as, as Zeph. Yeah. He's great. And that's what Zeph needs. Zeph, Zeph needs to be like somebody who's just like bouncing off the walls, happy to see you, and you know and a little bit sassy, but also, you know, just, yeah, so the energy is really a big part of it. And we just talked over uh, my favorite ad-lib in the whole scene. Oh, Chris yeah. Prince, uh, I don't even know how to... I don't even know how to take care of myself, yeah. care of myself. yes. It was funny, though, after, uh, in that take, after he said it, he just busted out laughing. <laughs> like, I don't know where that came from, and he was just cracking yeah. up at himself, so... But he was right to do so, it was really funny, so... Yeah, and here we have uh, Bernadette Groves as Cassandra Arkell, Carl Glassmeyer as good old Asa, and uh, later on, Ashwath Ganeshan comes in as Kalok, and uh, there's a couple of people playing thugs, uh, Anna Rodriguez and Logan Nance, and let's not mention that other guy. Yeah, well, yeah. See, yeah, okay, when I got to mixing this episode, uh, the show was a bit behind, we're trying to catch up, and... Uh, that role had mistakenly not been cast, and I didn't have time to cast anybody, so I just took it uh, to get it done really fast, and then I realized that it's a ton of lines, and I had to be a big dick. So, uh, you got more karma payback there. Yes. So. I, and, I, and I got shot, too. So Not, you know, not I, only did I, you have to fix uh, to Foley the, your cheek there, but you also had to uh, be a dick and swear a lot and get shot. Well, the swearing I can deal. You know, that's pretty normal. <laughs> But this scene was a lot of fun to write, too, because, um, well, it's my first time writing Asa, obviously, and I think Asa's a lot of fun to Asa's, write. Yeah, he's, he's just, great. And the fact that I get to write Asa, like, becoming a kick-ass... Total badass. Yeah, total badass. Yeah, this is a very important episode for Asa. Um, obviously, we've been hinting at things about him for, like, the past couple of seasons, so, uh, you know, little bits here and there, his book and, and everything. And so uh, you'll be finding out a lot more about him this season. And this is sort of the start of that all happening. So Yeah, you really see that, you know, the way he just kind of takes charge here, not really wanting to, but just realizing right. the situation at hand and He's knowing totally, that something needs to be done. He steps yeah. in and grabs a gun and... It's got to be done, and he's ticked off that it has to be him to do it, but if it's got to be him, then he's got to, you know, get it done right, so. You yeah. can't speak to Miss Arkell like that. Oh, I can't? Says who? Ms. Says who? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you would do well to treat her as such. Oh, she's in charge. There's a special uh, set of sound effects that Christopher has that he sent me for uh, K-Lock, because he doesn't walk, he sort of slithers along, so... Yeah. That's a lot of fun to, to play with because they're really goopy. Goopy. Gooey slithering thing. Yeah. Unhand Miss Arkell and leave these premises. Mine's bigger. 
and I'm fucking faster than I look. <laughs> and stronger. <laughs> See, we ain't afraid of you. With Tommy otherwise occupied, your family ain't worth shit. And that means the kingery is ours. So why don't you tell your little work? Oshimizugu's perennial no pain in the ass of everybody at the kingery. I, I said, let Ms. Arkell go. You fucking alien freak! <laughs> yeah, there's that great take from Carl. <laughs> Ace over on the side. He's like, oh god, damn it, god damn it. Then he comes over and, yeah, just kicks everybody's butt. Yeah, it's awesome. It's kind of, a, it's a little bit, uh, uh die hard here, you know. <laughs> Ace, is, Ace is gonna say, yippee ki <laughs> I remember when, uh, uh, the script first went to cast, uh, Carl just started, uh, like, screaming for joy on Twitter. He was all like, this episode is the best thing ever! He was so excited, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to mess with Asa, apparently. No, so. he's a badass. <laughs> he is. Didn't know it, but he is. Now, I don't much care what you heard or what you think you might be known by the king, right? But you, need to be you know, and all of this, good. even though it's to uh, a different side of Asa, it's all still in his character. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I mean, he has been... Uh, you know, a supporter of, uh, of Tommy or, like, you know, a, a Tommy backer throughout this and saying... And he, here he is kind of coming to his defense while right. while Tommy's not there. But the king are in it for grabs. That's awesome. Bacon. Bacon. And there we are. That is an episode. That is an episode. Yes. So. Your first Kingery script. Well done, well done. Thank you, sir. I had a lot of fun writing it, and it was, uh, it was, you know, as I've mentioned before, I'm a big fan of, I've been a big fan of the show, so it's a lot of fun and kind of humbling to be part of the writing staff, and I appreciate the, uh, all the guidance I was given by the other writers as we talked about this script to help make it sound, you know, more Kingery-ish, just so it didn't, you know, so it was consistent amongst all the things, and yeah, no, this is a lot of fun. This has been a great experience so far, and I'm looking forward to hearing my next one. That will be episode 509, so you'll hear yep. that in a five months' time. Five months' time. Jared will be back for that commentary, and uh, I will be back next month, as I also helped out on 505, so uh, I guess that's... That brings us to the end of this, and uh, we will wrap this up and see you folks later. Okay, sounds good. Thanks, Jeffrey. Thank you, Jared. Talk to you sometime on Superman. I'm sure we will. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening.